Hello and welcome to Let's Grow Pulling. Tonight, Brent makes spreadsheets, Paul makes parts, Mike learns to walk again, and I try to keep my voice. <laughs> what a weekend it's been. Yep. Probably be worried about growing your hair back. Oh, did somebody, did, did something happen? Uh, <clears throat> we should have went, well, but there was a live from the war room. There was a live from the war room. I, I, I think something happened. I don't know if Gene Lammers is watching, but yeah, it happened. <laughs> Put it back away. I can't see. Well, you better get used to it because the only four people I allow to have an opinion all said they like it. So I guess it's staying. Mm. <laughs> Very uh, good cause. Yes, it was. Yeah, actually, you know what? I have to check with Ryan or he'll he'll know when he gets on what the final number actually was. But we hit our goal, so that's that's all that matters. Great. That's a good deal. Awesome. So, like, I've already, I, you know, he's done his beard two years in a row. Last year I did my beard. This year it was my hair. I don't know, Next year I got to, what, grow my freaking toenails out and cut them off? I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> no. I'll bring the grinder. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I've seen Dumb and Dumber. I know how they do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, I guess we'll start with uh, start with our guest. It's, uh, it's Mike Evans. And um, unless you've been living under a rock, you don't really <laughs> – you know what happened. But um, we asked him to join us. And uh, just first and foremost, Mike, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. We're getting the – you know, i got to get the pain under control. That seems to be – Seems to be doing all right. So, you know, kind of get that taken care of. And then, you know, a couple of days from now, then we'll go back and see the doctors again and they'll get on a, a program for recovery, essentially. Right. And, uh, you know, kind of see what the rehab's going to be and how long I'm going to have to be off my feet and, and stuff like that. So, um, all in all, though, it's it's doing okay. Um, you know, can't really, can't really ask for any more. Yeah. It is yeah. what it is. Mike is the, uh, the the pilot of the the It's No Joke Mini Rod. Um, it's uh, built for essentially. Let's let's talk a little bit about what it is. What class you're pulling with? Um, it's it's a 370 cubic inch class blower tractors, just kind of like their their Grand National Big Brothers, but uh, just on a slightly smaller scale, right? Yeah, we're just we're just scaled down a little bit. It's pretty much all the same parts for the most part, other than. It's a small block platform instead of a big block platform. And obviously we don't, you know, we don't make the horsepower them guys do, but, you know, we do make really good power and we do turn the wheels pretty hard and, you know, the sleds are a little bit lighter for us. So all in all, the speed down the track isn't too much less than them guys. Um, it's, it's pretty similar in a, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's basically like a grand national scaled down, you know? Yeah. Yep, I've had the chance to see you a handful of times at various events, and and you're kind of you are the unique guy by being turboed against all, all the blower tractors, and um, I every time I've seen it, it's it, the thing runs right. You know, you're you're not making missteps with it at all. Yeah, there's there's only a couple of us that do that. You know, like me and Sean Whedon. You know, we run, we both run the same combination, pretty close, um, share a lot of information, and that's that's how we make them run, you know, is just trying to collect data and get it to work. I mean, it's, it's fairly difficult to figure out. And once you get it, you know, you, you just got to stay on top of it, but it was not, it was a long road to get to where we were to make the kind of power and get it to run the way it does. Um, yeah. 
have you had much of a chance to to survey anything and and see what's salvageable or going to be a bit yet no we haven't even brought anything into the shop yet um maybe once i can get around a little bit better you know we give it a week or two we'll bring it in and kind of see you know try to pinpoint a little more about you know what happened what went wrong um you know get a better chance to look at pictures and videos and data and all that and you know we are i mean we keep all the good stuff in that thing and so we take a lot of pride in that and and it is important that to figure out exactly what went wrong because you know to me that's a that's that's a big deal not only not only for myself but things like this can you know give our whole class Poland community in general you know a bad rap if they're not explained and they're not you know corrected if something was wrong and and that's important to me i don't want to see this happen to anyone else and if there's insight that i can give you know to what may have happened or whatever it certainly will be out there um but we'll figure out exactly what went wrong and i'm sure we'll post some details about it when the time is right and we get it figured out for sure yep. yeah terry that's exactly what we're talking about no one we're not going to speculate there's there'll be time for the real answers and truth to come out and and mike's going to be the guy to do that forensic work and figure it out and 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 go from there and learn from it too um i'd heard i'd heard you you and you might you might have told me this even over the weekend at one point you do have another frame in the shop right yeah we were well we had started designing a new one and we had most of the design work done and we have most of the tubing is cut and notched already sitting on a bench. Um, we got a little bit of stuff to figure out, but we'll probably put the brakes on that just for a little bit here until we can go through things and yeah. um, just make sure it's how we want it. Cause it was going to be a little bit different design. So um, we'll probably go back and reanalyze a few things there. And there might be a couple areas that I might want to stiffen up a little bit. And uh, you know, there's some things I want to put some consideration into, like, you know, protecting my legs and, things like that, you know, um, it's just probably spend a little bit of time to take a step back and make sure it's right. You know? Yeah, totally agree. Well, for those who don't know what happened and what we're going to show it to you, I asked Mike before if he's okay with us doing this and he said, yes. So, um, here's, here's what happened. Long and short of it, that was it. And I mean, it, you came off the line hard. It was it was gonna go. You were gonna yeah. be way down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew. I mean, I knew when it came up. Well, when it hit the first time, came up the second time. I knew I was in trouble. And you know, Brandon on the sled did a great job. I mean, when that came up the second time, if you watch, them lights are red on that sled before it hits the ground the second time. And at that point, I'm trying to figure out how to get out of the throttle to not crash, and it. It wouldn't have mattered. We had too much momentum and it just pile drove the front into the ground and something's going to break, you know, and he did everything he could from the sled side of it to, to keep from running me over as best he could. Um, so that's a, that like, you can ask for any more from my perspective. Um, right. They did a good job. And I gotta, you know, I gotta say really um, staff from, from the, the mech center, but also a few guys from your own class, um, we're right there taking care of you. Um, 
within seconds. Yeah, there, there's a, a group of guys that we travel with that come with us and help us out and everything. And, you know, I got to really thank them and, and, you know, a number of other people. There's, there's a lot of people that I have to thank that helped me when I needed it. You know, there's, I mean, you look, you look at it and then one of my main guys, Dion, he took care of everything as far as, you know, when, when it was over and done with, I didn't have to worry about nothing, you know, him and Gary got everything out of there and loaded up and got us back home. And, you know, I got our friends, the Moors and the Harmonsons and, you know, Millers and all them guys from out East that helped. And, um, you know, Eric and Kevin, you know, them guys were right there um, taking care of me as best they could, you know. Um, yeah, it's just and a lot of people I didn't know, you know. Um, when it when it first happened and I was strapped in the tractor, hanging up, hanging upside down, you're just like everyone else. You know, I'm fine. Get me out. You know, and well, you're not fine. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> adrenaline's flowing. A little bit of adrenaline yeah. there. Yeah, they get you out on the ground, and then just thankful that the people were there that were there to help. Um, just everyone that helped. Can't can't really ask for much more. Mike, can you talk a little bit more about your setup? Like I said, we talked a little bit about it earlier as, as far as being on the turbocharged side. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what kind of motor and, and things of that nature without giving away too much? Yeah, it's a – so basically it's an LS-based motor. So we, we have geometry that we want to hit in motor world, which is basically LS7 geometry. That's what we wanted to stick with, and that's all bigger cubic inch LS stuff. And so we have to run 370. So what we did is uh, Dart makes a small board block, so we were able to get that. And then uh, RHS makes a set of uh, heads where they move the valve centers together to, together to get them in the, uh, down in the bore. So that's how we maintain the geometry we wanted to get down to the cubic inch we wanted. Um, then we run a pair of 78-millimeter uh, twin turbos on it. Um, the fuel system is all stuff that I do myself. And, you know, it's the normal slipper clutch and gearbox that everyone else runs, 106 in the back. Um, that's all kind of standard for what we do. Um, you know, the, the national guys and them, they'll run our planetary setups in the back. And we haven't really gone to that yet. Um, it's like anything else. It'll come with time, I'm sure. But for the most part, it's um, pretty stout little small block. Definitely. It it came off the line and it was like Charles said, it was going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely built boost and it was, it was on its way. Um, you know, that first, that first 15 foot is just critical in what we do. And it had the front wheels, you know, flaked off the ground a little bit and on their way there. And then for whatever reason, when it popped up in the air, the first one, I felt like I could save it. The second one, I knew I was in trouble. Um, but it was, it was making power and it wanted to go. That is for sure. How did you get into to this point? You know, I, prior to this, what was your, your background in the sport? Well, we started this when I was like 15. So about 30 years ago, and I've never been down the track in anything other than a mini rod. That's what we started doing when I was a kid. And we've just continually worked up. I mean, I've run, you know, primarily in Wisconsin up here. And uh, so we got all our smaller classes, our limited class and our econo class and then our open class. And then when, you know, when COVID kind of hit and that whole thing, we started traveling a little bit more and we just kind of stuck to getting out and, you know, to do it more travel and just go do it. 
more where we can. For us, it's a little hard because we don't really fit the rules anywhere other than here in Wisconsin. So over the, the normal summer, it's hard for us to get out because we just, it's all blower stuff. You know, that's the rules. And so we just go where we can go. Have you ever run a blower tractor? Nope. Really? No, never had, never run nothing with the only open class tractor I've ever had's always had turbos. Um, we started out with some smaller chargers on a blow through carburetor setup. And, you know, we run that up through maybe 1100 horsepower or something. And then that doesn't keep up with the boys anymore, you know, not even close. So then we switched to some bigger chargers and a different went to the LS based stuff and, you know, switched the fuel system up to handle the load. And, and now we're, now we can get up and, and pretty much run with them guys wherever we want. Good deal. Um, guys, if you have any uh, questions, throw them out in the comments there for Mike while we've got him on here. Um, again, we're uh, talking about uh, Shipshawana and uh, talking with Mike Evans on the It's No Joke Motorsports. It's, uh, just getting a little background. And I did see a comment before. Um, did you build the chassis that you were running this weekend, or was that one that you bought? Or what's the Yeah, story? so – that's part of that deal too about everyone speculating on stuff. I mean, all of my stuff is all stuff I built. So I've built a lot of tractors over the years up here. Um, that's kind of what I do as a fabricator and engineer and design stuff. And I'm fortunate enough to have the ability to, you know, have all the proper software to stress test things, draw things, you know, all the CAD software. Um, so we spend a lot of time here going through it before we, cut anything or weld anything but yes that is everything that everything on that tractor i built um right down to the rear end housing and everything i'm curious what what's cad software are you using is it solidworks please say it's solidworks it's solidworks yeah oh, <laughs> that's my guy that's what i yep. use every day so yep. yeah it's good stuff mm -hmm. uh let's see uh Got one question here. Is there plans to ever go Grand National? Well, that's like anything else, right? That comes down to money. Them guys got more money than God sometimes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they all do. It's or at least they're good like, at thinking, making you think so. Right. And, and I tell you what, if I, you know, if we had the budget to go compete with them, I would do it in a heartbeat. But at the end of the day, we would love to do it. And maybe someday we will. But um, right now, we're just going to worry about paying some medical bills and, you know, <laughs> putting a new chassis back together. Yep. Uh, uh, so Zach's got a question. What size of turbos and what is approximate horsepower? Well, chargers are 78 millimeter and the horsepower question is something that everybody asks, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Just, just give a number. It doesn't have to be a real number. Well, so in that small block class, you know, we don't really have limitations up here. I know down in Illinois, they run a lot of sixes at 671s at 10%. And so you, you tend to see a lot of variation in power numbers. And a lot of these guys want to tell you they're making, you know, 1,100 horse. Well, I'll guarantee you they're all way over that. Um, most of that class is anywhere from 1,300 to 1,550 probably, right in that range. Um, that's where most of that blown small black class runs. 
I don't know if you can read these at the bottom, Mike. Let's see. Not, yeah, if not, I can read it for you. Either, whatever is best for you. But um, uh, this is a, another good engineering question. Yeah, he's asking. We how know many this guy pretty well. Take, uh, to, to design the chassis and run a full CAA FEA model, SolidWorks rocks. Glad you're all right post chassis break. What was it? Hang on, guys. Let me rotate this and see. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, there we go. There. How many hours does it take to design? Oh man. Oh, it's, I mean, it, countless. I mean, I don't really pay attention to them, but, you know, it's days and days and days and days and days. I mean, just to do a cage, just a cage portion of it, not even the chassis portion, you know, you'll, I mean, I'll spend a couple days on that, just on the basic, um, you know, 3D sketch before you turn it into a model and then start testing that portion of it. But uh, when you start getting into the whole thing and every little bracket and every little laser cut piece that's on there and everything. Um, it takes a lot of nights after work sitting in front of the computer to get it right. You, you, that's one of those things you don't really want to know how long it takes. Exactly. For uh, yep. one quick, one quick thing there. I've got a little friend of mine, Carter is watching and he's watching, must be watching on his uh, mom's thing. Uh, Carter, good to see you again. Called me out in the crowd as I was walking by at Shipshawana. He's 11 years old, super fan of pulling. So, I see you, Carter, and we'll be in touch, bud. <clears throat> All right. So, Mike is twenty twenty two still in the in the cards, or are we going to be coming out late, if at all, or is this a twenty three kind of deal? Well, originally we had planned on having a new chassis built for twenty three. Um, now it's going to come down to. How long does it take me to recover before I can get back out there and start building right. stuff? And, you know, realistically, I mean, it ain't going to be right away at the end of the year. There's a, a lot of work to be done. And, you know, I spend a lot of time working, you know, outside of pulling. So, um, you know, a couple hours in the evenings here and there takes quite a while to get something done. Um, <laughs> if we can do something, it would be nice to, you know, get something built and get some passes on it yet in 2022 um at least so we know what we got for 2023 but it's gonna be a while till we get something put back together maybe this one's already been asked and i apologize for hopping in late um was there anything salvageable from from the crash or have we have you even looked yet or we don't haven't even unloaded anything out of the trailer yet everything's still sitting in there um we'll get some you know some help over here maybe this weekend or sometime soon and get it in and start looking. Um, I'm pretty sure, you know, like all chassis stuff, that's all junk. Um, right. You know, from the motor perspective, rear end, all that stuff, it'll probably be fine. Um, we'll just have to tear it all apart, put it all back together. It, I don't expect to see nothing too wrong there, um, but you never know. You know. I felt bad about coming in late. Roosh, you came in later than me, so now I don't feel so bad. <laughs> hey, I had a work call. Hey, I didn't know who that guy for interesting iron. W without the beard, I thought, who's this new guy to the show? But anyway. Shut up. I got a comment for you, Mike. So at, uh, let's not talk about Ship Shawana for a second. Let's talk about Hillsboro, Wisconsin. As you know, we probably uh, we did the live stream on Mav TV Plus on Friday night and Saturday night, but we did not do the live stream for the Saturday afternoon show. So I was able to uh, sit down there on the, I guess it would be the east side of the track and be a fan just like you guys were. 
when you guys aren't pulling, you guys produce some good quality media that you guys post on Facebook on the It's No Joke Motorsports page. So I wanted to give you guys a shout out for that. Enjoy your content when you guys aren't hooked to the sled. Yeah, that's my wife. She uh, She's pretty dedicated to that. She's running around everywhere taking pictures. You pretty much know everywhere we're at. She's running around taking pictures and videos and, you know, trying to get them out there for people. You know, just not just, you know, it's not just about us, right? It's just about the sport in general and, you know, making people aware. And, you know, she spends a lot of time doing that. You know, that weekend in Hillsboro, we were actually up there helping out Harmonson's. Um, they have that backdraft tractor. Sure. Um, you know, we're good friends. Uh, so we spent the weekend with them, giving them a hand. And so she was able to get around and take pictures of that stuff and, and get get videos and pictures up of that. So maybe, you know, we'll probably get a little more time this summer now um, to go with them to maybe some more national events. Um, maybe see a little bit of more stuff from her on that if we can get to get to a few more of those. And then wherever else we can travel to. And I don't know if Charles mentioned it at the start of the show, but some of the loudest cheers this weekend was uh, when we started our session five, I guess it was on Saturday morning at 11 o'clock when uh, we notified the crowd that you were out of surgery. And and I think at that time you, you may have already been in the pit area with the rest of the mini rod pullers. But when we had told them that you were uh, surgery was successful and you were planning on coming out uh, to the mech that uh, got a huge, huge roar from the crowd on that. So. Yeah, I don't know that my wife was too happy about that. I mean, she wanted me to go home. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it, I mean, to me, it's, you know, pulling is what I do. It's what I've grown up doing. It's all I know. And at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I can sit in the truck for five hours and be miserable going home, or I can go sit and watch pulling some more. So I almost made it through Saturday night, but I couldn't make it all night. <laughs> well, the first person so, I went and found Kevin. And uh, I asked Kevin, I said, hey, I said, before the mini rod class starts, can we bring Mike out on the track? And he said, well, he said that he took off a little bit ago. And so yeah. I, I totally understood that. So, yeah, I was trying to get there, you know, a lot, you know, for them guys and everything and still show support for, you know, that class and, and those guys. I mean, it, you know, it's unfortunate that whole deal Friday, you know, some of them guys didn't get to make a pass or anything. And, you know, I, I mean, I feel bad about that, but it kind of kind of is what it is. So I, you know, I want to come back and, and just support them guys as much as I could. Sure. Yeah, I didn't know if you had a chance to see them or not, because I was going to ask you if you would have felt like you had anything for Jake with what he did winning it. Yeah, I know that's a tough tractor. I mean, I've I ran against him one other time we did, and uh, I think he got the best of me that time too. But I think Friday night we would have if it would have kept the front end down, we would have had something for him that night. Saturday, it's it's hard to tell, you know. You like to believe you do every time, right? That's why you're there. Right. <laughs> One of our viewers is asking, does uh, does the No Joke Mini Rod ever come to the Green Bay, Green Bay area to pull on any tracks up around there? You know, we don't really get into northern Wisconsin too much. Um, most of our schedule is with Tri-County, and a lot of that is kind of southern Wisconsin. Um, but to get over towards Green Bay, not very often. Uh, maybe the closest one is going to be Macville. Yeah, Macville is definitely the closest. Yep. Yep. Uh, Kevin Bennett's wondering if uh, did, do you have any more weight you can move out front, or really is are the turbos heavy, enough heavier than the blowers that you're kind of maxed for doing that? Well, all the all the weight that's on the tractor is on the nose, so there's there's no loose weight on the 
on the back of that tractor anywhere. It's all weight weight plates stacked on the front. And actually, for Friday night, we had our draw bar drop too because it was a good track. So we're allowed to run a 13 inch draw bar, and we had about a quarter inch of draw bar taken out of it, which in a mini rod, a quarter inch adds up quick. Um, at this point, I wish I would have had about an inch out of it, but you know, so we were. We had everything up front, and we had drawbar taken out, trying to keep it under control. I think you need to put Tyler's comment up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why am I not finding? How far back was it? Sorry. Just like, like second two. one from the bottom. Just put it up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> When we were up in Hillsboro that weekend, yeah, we were up in Hillsboro that weekend. I had to ask him if that thing was comfortable or not to sit in. You know, he's like, "Yeah, sit in there," and I'll, I'll be damned, but that thing is comfortable to sit in. It don't look like it, but it is. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, You remember back in the day? I think uh, it was Rodney Moore, who, who's still alive, actually. That he only lives about fifteen miles straight south of me. He used to sit out on the front end of it had the end, the motor behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Over the years, there has been a couple of them, you know, um, there's one guy, uh, Oh, what's his name? He's got a naturally aspirated Hemi and he sits out in front of it. Um, Dennis, remember his name? Oh, Dennis is his first name. I can't remember his last name. He you was were, down in Georgia in with us. With him at diesels and dark corners. Yes. Yep. Yep. So. He's got that one. You know, back in the day, I think Butson Brothers, they had one where Stacy sat out front um, in our limited class. So, yeah, there's been a there's been a couple of them around. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that. As hard as my front end hit and dip, I don't think I'd want to be sitting up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be looking over my shoulder the whole way down the track. Like, yeah. Back there? Or... <clears throat> Dennis Weber is what they are saying. Dennis Weber. Yep. That's it. <clears throat> Drawing a blank. Well, if you're sitting out front, especially on an indoor track, and uh, if they do not have the sled set correctly, that that sand pile would probably come up pretty damn quick. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We wouldn't have to ingest it in the motor. You could just breathe it all in, or open your mouth and just chew it all. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, I did see that. Are people asking about your injuries? Answer it however you want. But is the leg injury the only? thing that you had or did you get bumps and bruises anything else happen yeah pretty much just my right leg um they actually had to go my lower right leg it didn't have any broken bones thankfully Mm -hmm. um they did have to kind of go in where my calf muscle is there and kind of sew that back in there that was kind of not where it belonged and then uh you know basically stapled my leg all back together and so from from my knee down to my toes is is all in a splint and, and wrapped up. And then up above my knee, up to my hip, that's kind of all black and blue right there. But other than that, I mean, everything else, the belts and all that held me in place pretty good. Good deal. I was well, looking for a photo of that rear engine mini from Diesel's and Dark Corners. I, I'm struggling to find it, so we'll let that one go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you can find one if yeah. you uh, dig through my album from that year. Can you? All right. 
Yeah, it's kind of a neat setup. You know, it's it's definitely different, and that's I guess I guess what we do, right? <laughs> so you you touched a little bit on uh, you know you had in mind a, a potential uh, update on the on the chassis. Did you are you looking to do anything different motor combination wise or? Initially, it won't be. Um, it'll be the same motor we got now. Um, I think anyway. Um, I guess. I guess initially we had built one to kind of dump this motor in for the time being, and then uh, we're kind of setting it up to go do whatever we want to do in the future. Um, now, I, some of it's going to depend on what's all tore up. Yeah. You know, um, that could that could change things a little. But yeah, that's Dennis. Plastic sunlight fenders never looked so good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, another person was asking too, like, what's the drivability on it? Is it hard to get it up and lit? I know you got you, you've got the ability to both wastegate it and blow off valve it with what's on there. Yeah. So it actually is not that big a deal, and you know, everyone likes to equate it to to drag racing, right? Where you see the guys come up to the into the bulb and then they stand on the two step and they're hammering away cause they're, they got to build right. boost before they leave the line. Right. Well, with us, we have our slipper clutch, you know, so we just run way more stall than what a supercharger does. So basically when our chargers are starting to build boost is right when our clutch is starting to engage. So where you might see a supercharger leave the line at, you know, 2,500 RPM, 2,800 RPM, you know, we're more like 3,600 RPM, 4,000 RPM. So we do give up a little bit right off the line there just because we're probably breaking the tires loose a little bit harder. Um, so that's why you see the big wastegates on there because we're trying to get it, the clutch to engage, get it to build a little bit of boost, but still control the turbo without it lighting too hard. You know, so see a lot of wastegate trying to get it off, get it off the line, and then the wastegates will close and, the boost will ramp in and you know try to keep it under control so that's actually an interesting thing so you're actually operating the wastegates kind of backwards kind of um the wastegates are always there to control boost you know um it's just a matter of how fast you want to bring it in and we're trying to bring in enough boost to get moving and still slow it down so it's not out of control because when them turbos light they it's right now, you know, it, it's real quick. So that's what, that's the hard part, you know, so between the blow valves and the fuel system, as soon as you dump a bunch of alcohol in a motor, it creates a bunch of exhaust gas and then drives the charger real hard. So, you know, on the fuel side of it, you're trying to bring that in a little bit slower and without going lean and backfiring the motor and all that. Um, so it's, it's, there's a little bit going on there to get off the line. Alan Ulmer is asking about boost ramp in if you're doing it mechanically or if you're allowed an electronic controller. I don't know that you are allowed electronics on there. So we <laughs> actually are allowed electronics. Yeah, okay, you here. are. Okay. Um, but if you look at if you look at my setup, I actually have four wastegates on there, and a lot of that is because from when we started, we had run a set of precision 44 millimeter wastegates, in when we started building turbos, we weren't making the power. And so we didn't have the exhaust gas to get rid of. And 
that was plenty of wastegate. And then when we stepped the motor up, we needed more wastegate. And instead of spending, you know, another six, seven hundred dollars on 66s for 200 bucks, you could put a 32 on there. So then you'll see a 40, 44 and a 32. And at that time, we didn't we didn't have electronic boost control. What we actually did was referenced the exhaust side pressure to run the wastegate. And that would allow us to ramp the boost in rather than control the wastegate from the boost side like you typically would, how you're supposed to do it. Um, we actually did it backwards, and we figured out that the, if you got rid of the exhaust pressure by referencing the exhaust pressure, you could slow the boost curve down. So <laughs> not, Carl, now we just do it electronically now. Out over here. I'm totally geeking out. I'm learning stuff tonight. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to it. I'm going, wow, that's that's – yeah, that's not how those you would think those would go. <laughs> no. no, no, it's not supposed all. to work that way. No, but that's why you know, like, there's always talk about that. Do you get rid of it or do you not? You know, I know, like, at the national level and stuff, they can't run any electronic boost control, and that makes it more difficult for them guys, um, for sure. Um, you know, I have ideas of ways to control that, but you never know. I can't tell no one that because if I ever went and did it myself, I'd want to try it. You know, so. Um, but that's definitely a struggle at the big block side of it. You got a lot more exhaust gas to deal with and things like that. So getting them chargers lit and bringing that boost in under control is it's a whole different game with a big block than a small block. Alan Ulmer wants to know, is this an AMS 1000 type controller? No, this is a, it's similar to that. It's a, it's actually called a boost leash. And it's it's very simple. Um, most of the um, AMS stuff, the fuel tech stuff, all the all those guys that do all that for drag racing, they have a lot of stuff integrated in there for bumping in on the start line and you know ramping in timing stuff and all these other things they can do with them. And the boost leash one is just strictly a boost controller. That's it. And for what we do, that's all we needed. We just needed a time base to bring boost in. So we just run that. It's easy. It's it works, so. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't have too much more for you this evening. I didn't want to keep you too long. I wasn't sure what our exactly our time commitment was, but um, Big Rye has his customer customary question he asks every guest. So I'll, I'll allow him to do that. Uh, if there's nothing further from the rest of you, so. All right, Mike. So if you go to any pull, past, present, whatever, time travel, I don't care. You can steal the keys, so to speak, to any pulling vehicle ever. What are you going to take the keys to and why? And where are you going to pull it? Well, for me, that's easy. It would be pretty much any mod. <laughs> I mean, you pretty much get up on any four-engine, five-engine mod, and damn, that's cool, you know. Um you take that to any of the big national level pulls, you know, any of the big ones. I, I just, I don't see it getting much better than that. Um, for me, just to do it would be just something amazing. So it didn't matter whose it would be. It would just be a matter of getting to do it would be something. Um, yeah, I just think that would be incredible. Well, I might know enough people to make that happen at some yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. How about yeah. you? How about this? You work on getting healthy. Yeah. When the time is right, yeah. you you let us know. We'll yeah. start making calls. Right. Right. 
yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. But again, guys, I just want to stress a couple of things. I really, really want to thank everyone that helped me. You know, that was, uh, that's most important out of this whole deal. Um, just the people that took care of me when I needed it and, and helped me. I can't thank them enough. They know who they are. Um, all my friends that were there. Um, it's just everyone there that, that could help. That was a, that's a big deal. And I, and I really appreciate it. And I just really want to keep this whole situation positive. Um, you know, it, there's things we can learn here and, and I want to, I want to learn it. And I want to share that information and just keep it all positive. Yep. And, Let's keep moving forward and innovating. Yeah. Yep. Cause that's what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And learn from it and keep going. Yep. And Mike, I was looking at photos today. I'm not posting them on the anywhere on the internet, but if you want to see them to analyze what happened, <clears throat> you just holler, say the word. They're all yours. Yeah. yeah, I'd appreciate that. I'll reach out to you when when the time comes. Uh, yeah, please you know, do. Let I'll, the dust settle. Yeah, I'll look at everything I can to you know figure it exactly out, and and I yep. will figure it exactly out. So. Yep. And I have a high definition video from the live stream as well. Um, that. You should be able to slow it down frame by frame and be able to see some stuff as well. So yeah, that'd be excellent, guys. I'd really appreciate that. I think it can. Those those are things that can help a lot of people, not just me. Um, you know, it's just getting information out there. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yep. We're just glad you're okay and on the road to recovery now. Absolutely. And one one well, thing to always remember, Mike, <clears throat> there will always be the first time winner. For the mini rods at the Michigan <laughs> Event Center, <laughs> right? <laughs> there will be, yeah, there will be. Yeah, I'm hoping man. to make it two in a row, but I guess I screwed that up right away, huh? But you can you can tell people down the road first time that the uh, Midwest Winter Nationals had mini rods at the Michigan Event Center, and you were the first time winner, so right, right. And honestly, well, hopefully, we'll get you back. And honestly, you haven't screwed up that two-time winner deal. Because I never didn't really make the second one, so it yeah. doesn't count or what? No, because some <laughs> other guy, but that other guy's only at one time, too. So oh, if yeah, you get yeah. to number two before he yeah, does, before hello. <laughs> hello. Cheers right. to that. <laughs> two-time, just not two in a row. <laughs> yeah, just not right, two in a row. Not just back-to-back. Right. -back. But he'll always well, be the first-timer. Yeah, you just want to make sure you don't get greedy, right? Yeah, That's right. absolutely. You got to give them a chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. you, you you are a competitor, right? I mean, what do you mean? What's this not get greedy business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. There's no doubt I want to win every time. <laughs> Good deal. Hey, how's your little boy with all this? Are you okay? Well, the little guy that was up there on the line, so that's Riker. That's Riker Harmonson. So that's Lori and uh, Eric Harmonson's little guy. Oh, um, okay. I wasn't so sure. We're, yeah, we're pretty tight. Uh, so he was he was pretty upset. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I know so that we, because Lori looked at me. She looked at me and she and she gave me the mom command. Yeah. Watch him. And her eyes yeah. said, if you don't, I will kill you and it'll hurt. And I did. Yeah. And the look yeah. on his eye uh, in his face was, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, was concerned. he was good once he was able to see me, you know, we got on the phone and he could see me through the phone once we, uh, once I was back up and out of the, out of the hospital. Um, good. but good. he's a neat little guy. If you ever want an education on tractor pulling, ask him. 
yeah, for, he is a good dude. For six or seven years old, that little guy will tell you what who's everyone's haulers are as they pull in. It's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, nice. he is. So, he, he, he I, live, I live right across town from those guys, so yeah. I see them once in a great while. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of what uh, Tanner Nelson was at that age. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mike, thanks for joining us. And, yeah, super yeah. glad you're all right. And, um, you know, at some point down in the future, you ever want to come back on as, as you get into it and kind of understand what happened, you're, you're more than welcome to be here with us. That is, that is, that is, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. That, that, what he's saying right there is he wants you to come on and talk like technical stuff so he can yeah. nerd out. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's honestly the truth. That, that, thank you for cutting yeah. my BS, Paul. I appreciate it. <laughs> and preferably, he wants you to do it from the shop. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, when you get the new one put together, you want to roll it out. You want to debut it right here on this show. Fired up. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep you guys informed. You know, we'll keep everyone informed as best we can, you know, um, with stuff that, that we think is important and we'll share it, you know, share it when we can. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I really appreciate the time. All yeah, right. Thank you. Get well soon, Mike. Fun. Thanks. Yep. See you. Cool. Glad he is doing well. That's yeah. Yeah. made my day on Saturday to see him scoop by on crutches and I stopped mm-hmm. him for a couple minutes. And uh, yeah, that was, that was cool. Well, I, I actually left right before the mini rods cause we had to go check in, but uh, I, I saw it on Facebook and I'm like, Holy crap. And then I heard what some of the injuries were and all that. And I'm like, Oh, well, you know, we'll hope, hope he's doing good. And they said, Oh, he's planning on coming back tomorrow. I'm like, what? And sure as shit, he was he was there. I walked I walked right in there, and the first bunch of people that I walked right by on the the uh, east side of the track, there he was on crutches. I thought, wow, that's that's yeah. impressive. We were gonna we we had thought maybe he was gonna be in a wheelchair. We we're gonna wheel him out there and say, hey, you you, you want to finish that one? But he refused the wheelchair, took the crutches instead. Oh, we could have we could have come up with a hook for that wheelchair. Yes. Yeah. So. So, do we have to lead from one incident to the next? We, we? need to. We need do to. We? Do we? I think we need to clear some air for some people that think that safety equipment wasn't involved. We definitely need to. Things need to be because people are speculating, and what happened obviously is something that I don't think anybody's ever seen before. I mean, it was a literal detonation, and. Obviously, rules are already starting to be put into place to fix that. Um, Obviously, Larry Richwine posted that there's a rule effective immediately, even for their old Calipole down in Florida. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Um, They do, honestly, probably NTPA is the best when it comes to rules and, you know, making sure everything is done properly and done. Obviously, rules are made for a reason. And this just happens to be an incident that caused for more rules to be implemented. Um, But yeah, I guess, I don't know. Everyone's probably seen the video at this point. Um, I would think so. But I'm not not playing it. So don't, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And I think Charles, maybe you should explain this, but can you please explain the cable that is between the first and second cylinder? And Mm -hmm. yeah, the the initial rule was and i I may have a a small detail wrong but the gist of it will be accurate and this rule dates back quite a while 
they're required to have a half inch cable looped around the engine between number one and number two cylinder. It must pass through the exhaust manifold so it can't slip off. You have to use four cable ties at the overlap and it's not allowed to have any more than four inches of slack. The intent behind this is so that when anything on the top of the engine blows off, it's going to pitch it forward away from the driver. And 99.9% .9 of the outdoor events you're going to be at, the flagman is going to be to one side and there'll be nothing in front of, of the, the competition vehicle. Indoors, it's a different story. Um, Smith was right up in the corner, uh, about three inches off the chalk line at 298, which put his weight bracket about 18 inches behind the sand pile. And you had a lot of people right there with nowhere to go. That's a different aspect. I don't want to get into that too deeply. But the change that has taken place now is that there's going to be a second cable, this one three-eighths, with the same overlap clamp requirements and slack requirements that is placed anywhere of your choosing between the, the center line of the block and the number one, number two. And it can be... I mean, I guess it could be actually doubled up at the number one, number two slot. Yep. But you could put it between between two and three or between three and four. Nowhere rearward of that. And that's because we don't want it to pitch the other way back into the roll cage to a man or woman with nowhere to go. So that's that's the thinking behind it. Um, a second cable to take some of that force off. We've seen, seen breakages where it comes apart in all that mass that, 900 pounds of top of a block, a head, a turbo, manifolds, at least it stays in the frame. That's that's what the hope is, is to <coughs> keep it in the frame and only have the smaller stuff go. This one, yeah, like you said, Brent, I, I've seen some blocks fly, but not that high or that far. Mm -hmm. So just to address a, a few questions here. So the cable was present? Yes. There were scatter shields on the sides of the engine block. Um so Chris, I know Chris Ashleman just uh, posted a question about that. But yes, the, the required safety uh, devices per the rules were in place. Now, there, we don't know exactly why it did what it did. Um, I'm sure they're looking at that, but um, we're not going to speculate as to why it happened um, or why. All we can say right now, we know that all of the safety equipment was in place on the tractor. Those guys um, know a little bit from running around. They're not going to build a tractor like that without the required safety and everything. They're not going to build multiple tractors without the safety. Yes, multiple that, tractors. That team had eight tractors on the property for this weekend. Yes. Eight of them. Yes. So everything was in place. It just, you know, it, 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 is, inher it is an inherent risk um, when you're in this sport that something like this could happen. And, uh, you know, you could do it again. You could replay everything, and it may never happen again. But in this instance, it did. And there's, you know, trying to figure out what it is. Uh, I commend the NTPA for jumping on really quickly, um, even if it's a redundant cable, to try to keep all that mass underneath that hood. Um, I've seen blocks split where they, they will just literally jump up you know, a couple inches, and then they set right back down, essentially the same thing. This one didn't do that. So, you know, thank you to the NTPA for jumping on board real quick with a rule that is is, is really, a, it's, a, it's a simple thing to do. It's a very uh, inexpensive uh, way to, you know, help keep this from happening again. Yep, and a couple, 
notes of that is um, I did see Larry Richwine say that uh, it sounds like PPL is on board um, and that they will be implementing the same rule. Uh, and the National Farm Machinery Show is going to make this a requirement for all all inline diesel tractors as well, turbo diesel tractors. And uh, and I even saw that some pullers saying that they saw the video and they had already decided that they were going to make changes themselves before you know a real change was was going to be put into place. So. Um, you know, kudos to those teams that, that see that and they want to make sure that their their equipment's not going to do the same thing. Obviously, we don't want to see this ever happen again. We are extremely lucky. Everybody that was down and within 100 feet of that area and even, even further. I mean, it's stuff scattered and yeah. it's scattered at high rates of speed. So um, very lucky that nobody got hurt. All I can say is every single person who was down there was in the place they were in and every single part that flew, flew where it flew because somebody upstairs was trying to send us a message that we need to do something because next mm -hmm. time it'll get written in blood. Yep. Yep. And I am quite sure that even without rule changes or even with the rule changes that have been made, um, all the organizations are looking at other aspects of the situation to see what they can do to mitigate the risks. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a lot in the comments speculating on what can be done in this, that, the other, uh, and I'm a few of them are from people that I believe are very knowledgeable about the subject. I'm certainly not one. I don't want to speculate and let's go. Polling is not here to legislate safety issues. We're to advocate for them. Um, we're not going to decide what's right for you. Um, we're not expert enough to do that. No, but you know, we, it happened and hopefully just like with Mike's deal, um, we'll, they'll look at videos, they'll look at, you know, everything and they'll try to try to put some safety things uh, in place to try to mitigate this from happening. Yes, Gary, it is a rule for the trucks as well. Yep. Yes, inline diesel motors. Yep, and so I actually, you know, <clears throat> before I left on Saturday, uh, kind of did just some calculations on some rough estimates on, you know, where some parts were at and everything. And uh, my brother, is, he's a math major or whatnot, and he crunched some numbers, and it's scary on, you know, how fast and how much force some of this stuff was going at i mean some of these mm -hmm. parts so again hopefully hopefully we never see this again I, I, it took all of how many years of polling for i mean something that catastrophic i mean again i don't know if you guys have ever seen anything shoot out as fast as it did and i mean the camshaft you probably saw on the beer money page it landed on a table in the beer money booth and i mean and that beer money booth was significant distance away from the track so well uh, by the way we later sold that camshaft for 468 dollars someone got a hell of a souvenir yep and i mean pistons were picked up it's it was scary and you know hopefully again we're going to learn from this we can make the right rules and adjustments to make sure that no one has to experience it so uh it does apply to the alkies as well Yes. I was going to ask, what about what about V8s like Duramax and a pulling truck? What what's? I presume there's a there's a reciprocal. That's the wrong word, but a, a similar rule in place for them. 
There, I have honestly have to do my homework on that, Ryan. I'm not sure. I don't know. So I don't want to. I don't want to talk out of turn and say yes. And uh, Chris Ashland just brought up another good point. Um, one of the things that that really, if if you're not doing it now, if you're a promoter or whatever, um, the mech and the what smoking crew got together. No one was allowed to walk behind the sand pile during these runs. They had security guards at both ends of the track, so nobody was back there. Um, and that's, you know, if a wheel comes off or something like that. If you're not doing that now, that's another very simple, inexpensive thing to do. Just don't walk behind there. And that's what they were doing. And quite possibly that that may have been one of the biggest factors to uh, save something catastrophic from really happening Um and it, it worked out in the, in the favor this time. So, I know we've well, got what a lot about of guys. The What's, what about the good from the show? Now that we've we've yeah. covered all both of the morbid pieces, can we do can we do some fun stuff now? Yes. Um, one of the classes, I'll just jump in here. One of the classes that I was impressed with most, be, and mainly because I don't know much about it, was that classic mod class. Um, yeah, maybe we missed the sled setting just a little bit on that one. But those guys put on a hell of a show. And uh, that's what's great about the, the Midwest Winter Nationals. You see some classes that don't you don't normally see uh they used to do the the heritage pro stock those were always cool classes to watch yeah. but you see these big big headers sticking out of the side of these motors and some of these things i don't even want to guess what some of these guys have in these things uh money wise but they put on one hell of a show so that was one takeaway for me yeah there was actually a, there was a conversation had about you know after the third one at the sand pile you know do we do we change them or whatever and, and bunker themselves like Nah, this is their Louisville. Let's let them play. Yeah, and they did. They did. They loved it. <laughs> they loved it. Um, yeah. I was going to say one of the classes, you know, they always put on a good show, but I, I really think that, you know, the Hot Farms and the 9,000 Super Farms, again, they put on a hell of a show. I mean, there was a mix of all colors and brands represented there, and Come on, you Wisconsin versus Indiana Homer. Let's hear it. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's and it's cool because I mean, you do get a mix in those the four sixty six and five tens, and it, I think it's cool. It's uh, it's a neat class. You get the skinny tires and the big tires, and it's uh, makes for competitive, you know, weekend oh, yeah. guys. And obviously, I mean, I don't get to see them as much just because we're. Where I'm at, I mean, that's more of the southern Wisconsin, and uh, but it's they're fun. Is that that is a class that I think most enjoyable to me outside of some of the bigger classes, which obviously I feel like everyone just enjoys a little bit more because more horsepower, more wheel speed does put on a little bit better of a show. But I think those guys did a hell of a job. Weather was good. <laughs> Weather was very favorable for uh, great crowds. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> you know we we moved the track over just a little bit to the west. You know, um, for the request of Donnie Bungart for smoke tube issues for ease of uh, or less wear and tear on a smoke tube. Um, we had zero smoke tube issues. That was impressive. That was a first, I believe, was it not? 
I, I would I'd have to say it is. I would think probably so. I think we had one. I remember one point, I think Thursday night, and it wasn't on the tube on the ground itself. There was just a collar on the sled itself. They had to take two minutes and, and tighten something down. That yeah. was it. And you're, you're talking, there was a lot of 30-mile-an-hour runs down that track. I mean, if you watch that tube, you think 30 miles an hour. Well, that's moving pretty good. But ter- change directions at 30 miles an hour. Watch that tube as it changes directions. It was moving, and it held up, by and large, the entire weekend. Mike Steffen, your request is granted. <laughs> there it is. I saw that sitting in the pits, and I had to do a double take. I'm like, what is that? Mike, that might have a few added pieces of flair. <laughs> chicken lights. Was, uh, chicken lights. Lots of chicken lights. If you zoom in, it's got a big yellow tall shifter with a peat knob on it. Oh, and I've been catching hell all night since I posted this meme because – uh, the air ride seat isn't lo- isn't lowered down enough, and it doesn't have tall chrome stacks. I'm sorry, that doesn't work. Not mm-hmm. an indoor pulling. All right, Mr. Gross, you've got a homework assignment. You got to dress that thing up a little more. Mm-hmm. There we go. We want we want tall shifters on every single lever. Yeah, two things. All of that. So when that tractor, I was back in the pits by Clint, and he. They roll that tractor, they bring it in, and Clint about jaw drop because he doesn't see any of the pictures of what these vehicles are or anything. That's all Ryan's dealing. And he saw that and he's just like pretty much in shock of what he just saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but I thought it's cool. And you know, it definitely adds a little bit of flavor to the class. And the other one in that class was Mongo. Yep. Yeah. Mongo. Cool. Did yes we ever get answers no, to the questions? On the Wheatland fenders and yeah. The bad uh, engine written in name and the electrical tape. Yeah, that was that was a seriously impressive. That, and that whole 15 mile an hour class is fun. Just watching guys actually. I'm not saying that the the the, the unlimited speed guys don't drive because they absolutely do. But watching those guys have time to react to a situation and, and have to pedal the tractor and they're they're on and off the brakes, either trying to move it around or if they. They feel a tire break away. They'll stab the brakes to try and hook it back up. It's just fun to watch all the effort in the seat. I mean, the only thing, the only thing touching the tractor is uh, with they're just arms and feet flying everywhere up in there. And the only thing that's actually touching anything is their butt because they're just moving everything around. It's it's fun. Mm-hmm. I remember one guy saying before they had GPS, they had no idea like how fast they're going. And once they put GPS on one of those, then they realized they were going two miles slower than the rest of the class. And that changed the whole way that they drove by two miles an hour to get to that level. And that was something you don't really think about of, you know, you, you go off all your life by just reading the tack and thinking that's where you're supposed to drive. And then you find out you're two miles slower than everybody else. A um, couple things, Marty mayhem, Shambauer. No, we won't forget about the Minnesota tractors. Uh, Marty was a uh, winner in 2021, had an impressive showing again this year. And also, uh, I thought Brandon Besser from Ashes, um, I think he suffered some breakage there on his last hook there on Saturday night. But uh, the the from Ashes tractor, Mary, of course, did a kick-ass job of singing, like she always does. And um, one thing that I specifically talked to a driver on the podium about, and I'm glad that I brought it up, 
was Jason Kleppy and his shiny wheels. Um, you know, that got some discussion <laughs> on prior, prior to the event. And, you know, yes, that's why I, I, I told Jason, you know, I know the reason for the shiny wheels and you know the reason for the shiny wheels, but tell everybody else the reason, you know, and I don't know if you guys know the story, Jason recently lost his father and toward the end of his father's life, you know, he was losing his eyesight and macular was a degeneration, I think is the correct name for it. And, and when Jason changed from the steel wheels to the aluminum wheels that, you know, that his dad could see him. And it was just, that was, that was a cool story to me. And I wanted to make sure that Jason got that out to the people there at the Mac and also watching the live stream. Yep. Cleppy's a good dude. Yeah. Uh, Rob Trowbridge saw that comment. It explains an awful lot about that tractor. That it does. Yep, it would. And I guess one more comment about the uh, about that chop top. Um, I found out today from some buddies of mine that that was an original 3600 hour 4440 before they started pulling with it and before all the haters come out and want to crucify them and all that they did not chop the original cab they went they found a, a uh you know clapped out four post and um they uh they used that instead so they can return that back to stock as far as i know nothing has been done to uh uh, inhibit that. Sean, were you living up to your name and doing some work this weekend? <laughs> I can vouch for that. Sean did work. I was going to say, I, I feel like a lot of people love that improvement. Yeah. And I think they also like the having the second <clears throat> beer trailer there as well. Yeah, Mike, I don't disagree with you, but there's a thousand reasons why it is what it is, and there won't be investment until it moves into the Coliseum part. Just we're going to have to live with it. And, and, you know, and I see Mike's point, you know, being an announcer and Charles can back me up on this. That cell block number one with the Gordyville orange shirts and where Mike was sitting and where we were standing and, and you know, yeah. like where, where Amy was sitting and, and Misty, you, you can't hear right there because there's three banks of speakers on the west side. And that first bank of speakers there is not down until I would say maybe the fourth or fifth yeah. box. Mm -hmm. If you're sitting right, if you were sitting right in front of that box, good Lord, you know, it was loud. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of times you were talking where if I was next to you, they're helping, you know, he's, he's walking around with his iPad and he's trying to get things dialed in. So it's not too loud for the people in front. So the people up on top can hear, um, I think the ideal situation would be, and I don't even know if this is possible to suspend the, the speakers from the ceiling. Yes. But, um, but I don't know if they're going to do anything until we move our event into the main arena, which what we're maybe two years, three years away from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I see, uh, Lee, <clears throat> his comment in here about speaker needing less bass. Charles tried looking for like an equalizer and I went in, I went in the system that controls the entire building poking around in there. It is a, just a straight mixer board. There is no EQs anywhere in it. I, I knew it needed reduced, especially for me. 
And there that was, was the no first thing he was doing session one was looking at that. So even yeah. before session one, I mean, session one started at 11 a.m. Eastern at 10 a.m. when he picked up his mic and he going, you know, test one, test two. And I looked at him like, dude, you got to take some of that bass out of there. Yeah. But and like, unfortunately, it's yeah, we're back to the I, I got the vocal cords I got. I can't change those. So it's there's got to be another electronic way to do it. And we didn't we don't have access to it for at this time. So we'll see. See how it goes. But you know what? I, I, I think that the personnel, the management at Mech, they're a lot like Brad Holzauer, that if you bring him something, well, let's see if we can't fix it or make it better for the next show. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Well, All right. I feel like there's an elephant in the room. Another thing that's cool is um, uh, Holly at the beer wagon. <clears throat> She she got underneath the beer wagon uh, table and pulled out four bush light hats and uh, had um, Ryan Mitchell sign those the first night. And then the next night she asked me, she's like, hey, she says, if I give you more hats, you think you can get that guy to sign some more hats? And uh, she gave me six more hats. And then, of course, you know, she we got her actually out on the track. And um, I'm trying to get Rodney Crum to send me those pictures. I just texted Rodney. I said, send me those pictures of uh, Holly on the hostile environment slash show pony tractor <laughs> nice there's there's a i don't know if you guys heard me on the mic the reason that the the nickname is show pony did you, you guys know the story behind that yep yeah that uh ryan's a big rob trowbridge or not rob geez rob russell fan and uh you know rob russell said oh, my tractor is the workhorse workhorse pro as good as your tractor looks he goes that we got to call it the show pony he signed the second batch of hats, five of the six hats. He signed Ryan Mitchell, hostile environment. And the last one he signed was Ryan Mitchell, show pony. Nice. We finally worn him down to the point where he's accepting it. Yeah. For a long time, that was not kosher. He didn't, he would, he would smile and nod, but inside he was punching you in the throat. Something that I see that uh, Stacy or Jeff, whoever I guess is on there from Snorlock. Um, they, uh, they mentioned that there's a lot less fumes this year. They did put into like exhaust fans at the top end of the end of the track and me being in on a little bit higher than everybody else. I can tell you way better this year with the Elkie fumes. They're putting more, they're putting more in for next year. They're going to yep. put two more on the North end and then they're going to put louvers on the South end to draw fresh air. in. so the ventilation was definitely better. They're going to do, they're going to do that again and more. Yeah. Back to this one, <clears throat> Lee, the reason you're used to hearing me not sound like that is because in the summertime outdoors, you're hearing me through horns. You're never hearing me through a speaker cab, and it's just a change. It's got to be looked at possibly for in there. Plus, according to Rob Trowbridge, uh, Charles experiments with helium when he announces outdoors. Uh, what's the one that makes it deeper, the, the sodium hexafluoride or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I think there's, a myth bus, there's a myth busters on it. It's hilarious. Anyway. And but, yeah, uh, Jeff you brought up Stacy and Jeff. Um, props to them, to Jeff, for donating once again a store lock cabinet to be auctioned off. And uh, <laughs> you mean to be purchased by Bruce Law? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> two years ago. Blue one in a row. Bruce is a two time, he's in the two timers club, two in a row. Yep. 
Oh. And then right, uh, for I, those I, that tuned in late, when you look up in the uh, upper corner, Charles got a haircut and uh, Rye got his beard, sha beard shaved. Um, of course, though, we had two new guys. We just, we, we, you know, we were planning on doing that at the track and have you sit there trackside while we were pulling and have Brent put the camera down on you, either trackside or in cell block one or something like that. But uh, for those of you that were watching the Beer Money Facebook page, it was done live about what, two o'clock in the morning? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. We knew we we knew we needed to do it. It just didn't seem like it was a very good idea to do it at the track at the time. You know, we were under the gun trying to finish the show, and plus, right. You know, we did have the delays with with uh, Smokey's wreck, and um, so, and I actually had um, uh, sitting in the box where I was kind of holed up. There was a hairstylist. She offered to cut it for me, and uh, I almost did it right then and there, but I didn't want to. You know, I wanted to still get photos from the last few hooks. And so, you know, it is what it is. So we did it. We made a mess in the war room. And thank you to whoever cleaned up after me. I did not intend to make you do that. Thank you. That was I appreciate me. it. Well, half of it was mine anyway, so. All right. The one that I think a lot of people are waiting for. I already saw one comment. Polar's There's championship. There's been more than one. You mean Paul? Yeah. <laughs> Polar's championship. Um, that was talked about a lot as I was like yeah. walking from the start line to my area and back and forth several times throughout the weekend. I could hear people talking about the Polar's championship. Hey, are you going? You going to? You going to Nashville in May? You going to that new pole in May? You know, I've been reading about that and blah, 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 blah. It's creating a lot of buzz. Yep. I, think I got that, hit uh, up a bunch about it. Yep. The first thing that happened when I got there, Wednesday night for test passes, here comes Steve Bozma asking where he stands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, How Literally the start you know? of a weekend where I, I was asked many, many times. Uh, so how many competitors that was either there this weekend polling or there this weekend in attendance came up to one of us on the committee and said, hey, where, where are we at? You know, are we in the top 20? Yeah. I had pullers, pullers and fans both asking me. Yeah. Yeah. And Leroy and I were offered a bribe. Yeah. I, last week yeah i was back in the pits uh after friday session um and sat back there and <clears throat> had some adult beverages and several pullers came up and i knew right when they started walking towards me what they were going to ask and <laughs> already had the grin on their face yeah. right uh -huh. and you just rolled your just, eyes like, guys with them and then they would just you could just tell that what they were going to ask. And it was. And the, and the guy who's currently in the top right corner, I would blame the guy that's right above me. I would say, I would plead, plead ignorance. I'm like, I don't know. There's one guy on our committee that knows all that and he won't share it with the rest of us. I said, that's Brent. And they're like, oh, come on. You know. <laughs> so yeah. it, it was fun. It was cool to see how many people were actually reaching out um, and that were actually, you know, they want to be there. And it's. It gives us a lot more, I guess, hope and faith that this thing is going to be, become something huge, and that's what we want. So, uh, Morris, to answer your question, is what we're trying to do is is go through 
we know who we know who the top 20 was from each one. And we're trying to go through those and ascertain whether if they make it through round two, they would actually accept the invite. And I think Brent, you told me this evening we we know for sure 116 of the 160 in 24 hours. So give us another, I'd say 36, 48 hours. We ought to be pretty close to knowing who everybody's gonna be for round two. Yeah. And we're, what we, what we will end up doing too is once a class does fill up, um, we will post it when it does. We're not going to wait the until everyone mm-hmm. we know everyone the class fills up tomorrow morning. We'll po- make a post about it and let you guys know. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I, I guess I should clarify what I said. Um, I don't want anybody to think we're just random. If if somebody says no, we're randomly picking anybody. No, we're going to the next one down the votes until yeah. we have twenty so names. Of we go to the we'll finish twenty first in the fan voting. So yeah, that's how we're doing it. And um, and yeah, we're getting we're getting close in a couple classes. I mean, we're just waiting to hear back from some people. Um, pretty much right away, they are telling us that it's a yes or a no. It's not. Well, let me give me a few days. For the most part, it is. Uh, it's pretty instant that we're getting a response once they do respond to us. So basically, in a nutshell, the voting ended last night. And then Brent, guy right above me, he sent out the list to the rest of us. So we, so the rest of the crew knew today, here's the, the current top 20 vote getters, you know, from the fans, you know, after round one. You know, there's already several in each class who were previously invited due to their finish in PPL points and TPA points or outlaw that have already accepted. Okay, so as we're filling out this class, now we know the top 20 fan vote who will fill out the rest of these classes. And then um, it was kind of, we took it upon, we, we spread it out responsibilities to contact the people that are on the top 20 list and said, hey, your tractor, you, tractor or truck, made the top 20 fan vote, you know, when we proceed, should we keep you on the list? If, if you at the end are in that top 12, where are you going to accept your invite? And everyone that I asked other than one person said, yes, I will be there. You know, one person said, you know, I, I, w- I would not be able to accept my invite. And so, and so, so we're talking about, so in this scenario, if, it, it don't matter where they were, if they were number one or number 20 or number 15, when they tell us that they're not going to be able to accept the invites, um, then they're out of the top 20. And then we bring in number 21. Yeah. There's a bunch of people fiercely checking their phone right now to see if they got a message from one of us, but I'm going to keep you all guessing because if we saw you actively promoting it yourself on your social media channels, we saw you voted to do it. We did not reach out to you. So now yeah, we didn't reach out to you. We assumed you're going to say yes. But, but in the spirit of all of this, because we know that there are a bunch of people watching right now, um, I believe we should give away maybe one or two out of each class that have accepted. They're, now, this, is, they, this does not mean that they are in the show. This right. means they made the top 20 because we we have tried like hell all day long. We're like, okay, we got to do this. We, we need to give you guys something. We have, like Leroy and Brent both said, we have been reaching out nonstop to pullers all day long. As soon as we knew what those top 20 were, everybody on the panel is firing off text messages, calling, messaging, trying to figure out who is uh, – who is – Act or who's going to accept? We we had it in our mind. We were going to release all these names tonight. 
and it was just not possible. But I feel like, and you guys can agree or disagree, we got to give them a couple of names. Doesn't yeah, matter which class, who they are. Let's just give them something. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. We do that. So what I'm actually going to do um, is I have a random list generator. Oh, there you go. Make it random. So I'm going to just roll it three times, and I'm going to take the top two names on the top of every list. So All right. We are going to randomize. So first class we'll do is limited pros. You want to share a screen to do this, or you just want to read them? No, because then they'll see. They'll see. Yeah, oh, no, he can't, he can't share his screen. Yeah, no, I get your point. I wasn't sure how the software worked. Okay. All right. So the first two are actually black tractors in the limited pro stock class. We have Jesse Geiza in the black 1066. And we have Rod Schottel of the old black magic. So those are two. Two of the top 20 in the limited pro stock class. And again, these are not guys that are in the show. These are guys that are going to, these tractors are going to the second round to, to get the votes. Yep. And we reached out to both Jesse and Rod today, and they both said that if they were fortunate enough to make it in on the final vote, they would accept their invite. Yes. Yeah, so Jesse actually to told me he thought he'd be a very good class filler. I, and uh, and I one more thing about Jesse. He notified me this weekend that ever since he debuted his tractor last year at the Midwest Winter Nationals and all this past summer, I've effed up his name. It's Giza. <laughs> oh, yes. This yep. was the thing. It's not Giza. It's Giza. That's right. Giza. All right. All what right. are we going to next? Pro Stocks. Oh, the good class. First Come of all, on now. Roll the dice. Come on. All right. Good. Barely getting by. Jack Wishmeyer. Nice. And the second one is Darren Hunt, D2 Pro Stock Edition. Oh, boy. So we there's there's two of the Pro Stocks. And again, these are not guys. Don't, don't get it wrong. If you just joined in, these are guys that are going to the top 20. They're going to the second round. And we Who's should next? probably apologize to uh, Darren's wife because if Darren's watching – He's currently bouncing around the house like a pinball, and he's probably wrecked some crap that was sitting on the top of the kitchen counter. <laughs> he has Honey, been we're sorry. A, he has been a little under the weather here lately, but I'm sure that was medicine to cheer him up really well. There we and go. Sean, Sean Work says, you guys are bigger teases than my senior year prom date. <laughs> <laughs> there are so nice. many things that we could respond with. Yes, very much so. I'll bite my tongue. Yeah, we're trying to keep it PG. Okay, so light supers. A lot of light supers out there. Is Larry Phillips extremely insane? Nice. The second one is Mark Ulmer and his new Alice Chalmers D21. Yes. On diesel. Say that again for the people in the back. On diesel. Not to not not alcohol. not the fuel you drink, but the, no. the yeah injectors, not spark plugs. Right, injectors. All right. So we some of those light super stock troopers. fans who uh, Adam Wilson don't think is, anyone can and don't think a diesel can can compete are up for a rude awakening. Adam Wilson, he you you are championing the the diesels and you got her. <laughs> oh man. 
All right. The next one. We will go to unlimited super stocks. And we have Bert Stannard from it's a New Holland alcohol tractor. It's a new tractor that he I'm pretty sure debuted this year. He's yeah. from the Empire State. And the other one is Brad Meese the Squealer. Yeah, Illinois tractor. That's a well known history up in here. Yep, that's a well-known tractor. All right. We will move on to two-wheel drives. That one takes longer because there's so many names on it. Oh, over 200 well, two-wheel I don't drive trucks. I have all the top 20, and I just have them highlighted, so I got to have them all differently. All right, so let me randomize these here quick. There is one particular two-wheel drive truck puller there this weekend who was campaigning hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So there are two. And the first one is the Timmerman family, Kurt, Kyle, and Terry, hot and nasty. The second one is... Our first female that got voted in, and that is Mendy Nelson, Lil Whip, out of the state of Texas. Good deal. Purple truck. We will move on to the Pro Stock diesel trucks. Mendy would also be the first uh, outlaw to be voted in, I believe. Oh, Thomas Kimmins is a, well, he's the first uh you committed or yeah from the fan, fan vote yeah fan vote i mean like a drum roll or something yeah it seems like he's enjoying this a little bit too much he is he's like a little mad scientist over there his head have you noticed his head is just moving a little slower and the words are moving slower so pro stock diesel trucks um one out of the home state of illinois another female Linda Burke, Tug Toy. Tug Toy. And the second one was your Badger State Points champion, John Holder. John Holder. It's a Good tough day. truck. Be right back. BRB. All right, we're going to move on to the Super Stock Diesel trucks. We know Adam is just on the edge of his chair this entire time. Just like, <laughs> wait, beat me, give me more. Yep. Tiffany's standing there laughing at him. Oops. What are you, catering to Misty Lustig now? <laughs> no, I needed a drink, and my wife bought a 12-pack of these. So That's her elixir of choice. Sure. All right. So super stock diesel trucks. Both these guys are from out east. Nice. First one is probably one of the cooler looking trucks in the class. Jake's Slingluff. Slingluff? I don't know if that's the proper way to you say that. It. You got it. Empty pockets. Uh -huh. and the other one is the Coal Mine Express Todd Custer. Nice. 
And we will move on to the final class. Is modifieds. Big mods. Lots of spark plugs. Alright, so the first two goes up on my list. The first one is the E3 spark plugs takes a licking. Steve Bunnage. Mr. Bunnage. And the next one is going to be Jason Gibson, Youngblood, Joker's Wild. Nice. Cool. So there Steve are... Steve would love to come over there, <clears throat> a little short drive. Yep. Over to the track at Holes Hours. Yep. Well, there Jason, are... you better bring There's a good bottle of bourbon with you. Of Just saying. 160 top 20 fan voted pullers that will move on to the second round. And again, we will uh, get these classes released once uh, once we get get them full of pullers that have fully committed to uh, accepting an invite. So, Bridget, you bring up the fact that in round one of voting that we had like seventeen thousand votes. Yeah, yeah. So we were just shy of seventeen thousand total votes, which again. We didn't even think that we were going to cross 10,000 in a month. And that was including another week of the second round of fan voting. So kudos to everyone that did vote. Um, I mean, it was, it was pretty impressive to see the amount of people that came back multiple days. Um, and it was nobody abused the system. I mean, it, there's a few people that voted a, a lot more than some other people, but it didn't affect the results at all. So. I verified that there was, like I said, a couple of people that did. I want to say overvoted, but they're significantly more than the number of days that we had to vote. Um, again, it is once per email. So um, as long as you weren't making 17 emails and voting on them every single day, submitting 300 times, then math probably doesn't add up there. But but hey, enough of the, enough about the little bad Alice crew. Hmm? That was right. a joke, Paul. Easy. <clears throat> Easy. So, yeah, we, we will, I guess, keep reaching out to the, the rest of the guys and gals that <clears throat> made the top 20. And, uh, and, and, again, some of these classes, we're waiting on maybe one, two spots, mm-hmm. and we're going to get that. There's a couple of them said, hey, I need to just double-check something right quick um, as soon as we get them up. Or as soon as we get the confirmation that you'll have a, a 20, 20 people to vote for that are going to take the invite if they get it, we will get that posted immediately. Yep. Um, just keep an eye on the page, um, the Facebook page. Uh, we'll get it posted on the um, on the website initially as well. But um, again, just a little recap: uh, May the thirteenth and fourteenth, Nashville, Illinois, at the track at Holes Hours, fifteen dollar admission. Um, get you into the uh, pits as well so you can come early uh, bring your kids go out there see these vehicles Um, there's a vendor area that we're going to have you can go out and see some other vendors and stuff Um, there'll be a kid zone we've got a lot of great stuff camping is available Um, just shoot us a message uh, on the facebook page uh, just to let us know we're kind of trying to keep track of that plenty of room for haulers Um, if any of you pullers uh, have any questions, reach out to someone on this panel. 
uh, Instagram or Snapchat, whatever, uh, the, the page, text. You got some of our contact information. We get you the information, <laughs> questions, and uh, we want to make sure that this goes off without a hitch. So just let us know uh, what we can do to help. And um, the fan voting, the second round. Uh, Brent, can you explain the second round? Yeah. Can, so, can I throw something in there real quick before you yeah. go, go on? When you make the comment about camping is available, the the, guy, the people at the camp always have two questions. Number one is camping available, and the second question, you know what that is? Is there any are, hookups? Are there hookups? No, there are no hookups. This is primitive right. camping. You can pull your campers in and bring your generators, uh, but we do not uh, we do not have uh, any hookups at the at the show. And right. there's going to be no that, that. I wanted to have that thrown out there. Camping is yep. available, but no hookups. And yes, no showers. Yes, Kevin, we will have alternates in place just on the off chance. We, we will make sure we have full classes, yes. Yep. So I'll actually touch base on that as well. So the top 20, uh, we're obviously going to bring into round two of fan voting. Uh, round two is going to open up Monday night, 8 p.m. on the live show. Um, so that will be pretty much week now. Um, so we will... We'll get that going. The next round is going to include pictures of all the vehicles, hopefully. Um, just need to make sure that it's a thing that I can actually do. But I'm pretty sure it will be. Um, so we will get those added. Um, I was talking with a puller uh, in the pits on Friday night. And the one thing that he said is that he didn't know all the vehicles. And he's like, maybe if I saw what they were, I wouldn't recognize who it was. Um, and I understand that. I'm just not going to do it for 700 vehicles because that would take me a, a month to try to put together. Uh, so we uh, we decided for the second round. I mean, there's 160. May take a little bit, but it's it'll be, make things a lot easier, uh, especially for those people that are voting that don't know all the vehicles like most of us do. Uh, so hopefully that'll make it a little bit easier for a lot of you guys voting. You can see what the vehicle is and uh, you know make the your the choices that you want to actually see you there um and then was it you charles that brought up about um if somebody declines or there's something that comes up that uh that we have an alternate so yeah. what we will do then so say for the pro stock class we have 10 spots that we need to fill well, we brought in the top 20 so we're pretty much going to do exactly what we're doing now is that if um somebody were to decline the invite we move down the list that's what we're going to do then with the uh with the second round, if somebody were to back up for whatever reason, we will move down the list. And so pro stock class, we moved to the 11 spot. We would give them a call or shoot them a text or whatever and ask somebody backed out. Can you, do you want to fill a spot? And that's what we're going to do until. A big reason we're doing this so hard on the, on the check downs this round is so that we don't have to next round. We want to be able to go into that program that Monday night and be able to tell you in every class, Here's who you're going to see. We all we know all of them are coming. Exactly. And that's the other thing, too, is that the we will be announcing on the show, this show, February 14th. So that will be the Monday before the farm show. So we're hoping to, you know, add a little bit more excitement to an already exciting week. And uh, I think that will be a sweetheart of a show. Yep. So February 14th. Dad Dad jokes. jokes. Dad jokes, we got them. Oh my! Charles, I, I you got a drop for that that you can just mix into the board. <laughs> Hold please. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I don't have these. I don't have the iPad out. 
we, we, we have got to come up with a drum roll type deal. So whenever Brent's over here doing his little mad scientist, techie nerdy stuff that whenever the, whatever the slide pops up or whatever, there's like fireworks and stuff on the screen. I don't know. We got, yeah, we got to, uh, probably we're going to need to speed it up. So I'm going to hit him with the end. Adam Sandler. Just do it. There you go. I mean, we <laughs> reserve we the right to do that at any time. I think that kind of comes, that was in the contract. If I remember at the show, <laughs> So yeah. So but one and one more note on that um, on why we're doing the you know we're running through and kind of culling the list like we are. Um, if you if you say no, I can't commit right now, or you won't give it. I mean, it's got to be a yes or no. It's a no hard feelings kind of deal. Look, if you can't commit, we get that. That's totally cool with us. No hard feelings. It will not keep you from getting on future lists earn your spot in or get the fans to vote you in you're good to go we're not we're not gonna you know play any favorites and oh well, that guy's a jerk he said no the first time we're not gonna give him another chance no yes that's not how this works that's not how we work you're right yep kevin well yeah, cody i, I kind of wonder organization about sometimes, that but. might be something i can do um i'll take a look and see um see if that's something and then i see somebody say something about their name like super stock for the fan voting um i don't know it just says facebook user for me i can't see the comment because it looks like you didn't allow for your name to be shared uh so if you can tell us who you are we can confirm whether it was you i'm gonna guess it might be mark almer um considering he was one of those people that we didn't reach out to because he was the one that told us to put his new tracker on the list so oh, well. Yep. yep. That's Perfect. Mark. So, Mark, you you did make it to the second round. So, uh, you will that, be, you'll be in the running to hopefully make it to the Polar's Championship. Get that first. D21 finished. So, Paul, you just want to see some more orange in there. Hey, I will say, and here's a little teaser that I think we can all agree on, <laughs> and I'm not going to drop any names. But as you know, in tractor pulling, uh, there are two brands of tractors that you see a lot of. A lot of these tractors in the top 20, you're, we've got a really good mix of color. We've got a really good mix of color that's coming in this top 20 in all classes. So if you think this is going to be a two-color show, you are probably mistaken or i'll say a two color show a two color vote in this next round because we don't know what's going to happen in the in the second round but there is a great yeah, we don't decide who goes in there the, the viewers yeah. are the ones there's a decide. great mix of color to choose from in this second round so be uh be prepared to uh to be able to see your your brand because there's a lot of different ones in this in this uh next round coming and i will say so like the pro stock class i just did a little tally here there is only 10 of them are john deere under the hood Obviously, true so yeah. we don't have all john deere it, the people wanted to see more than just green i'll tell you that yes they do so it's gonna I mean, be a great the brown, the brown one's over i don't mind telling you the pro stock class i was a serial voter for v8s oh there was a <laughs> lot of people i that might were. have been too also guilty. Yep. 
and and we've had good response from the V8. So it's it's going to be a yeah, great day, and uh, you'll have a chance to continue with that. We'll leave that there. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> so yes, uh, it's been been great. Like I said, the fans, you guys came out big time for this. I didn't really have any like thoughts. I thought, you know, if we get five, 6,000 votes, that'd be awesome. He just blew that away in like three days. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had, great. Brent, you had to upgrade the server or something, didn't you? Yeah. So we did it yeah. beforehand. We up, we upgraded the amount of submissions that we can do. So it was originally 10,000 and literally the night before I was just like, I'm just going to do it. And it wasn't that much more expensive to do it. Um, but we did it and I'm glad we did because you guys would have crashed it and probably would have taken it down because their support kind of sucks. I mean, this is the same thing that we used for Chipshawana last year for the Pick'em contest. And um, so it was it was a good good choice. And we're going to need it now because I'm hoping that uh, that we can beat those numbers with uh, the second round of fan voting. So it'll be the same two-week period. And, uh, yeah, you can still vote for this. It'll be the same amount in each class. Uh, so two-wheel drives, it'll be 10 of them. Um, you know, super stock diesel trucks will be seven. It'll be the same number that you can vote. You're not required to vote for every class. Um, you can vote for one, none, or all nine in, in a class if there's if that's a chance. So and once again, one vote per day per email address. Uh Chris, the next week, Monday, the twenty fourth, is it? At eight PM. So when we start the show. When the show goes live is when the fan voting will go live. We'll have a post schedule out for that. It'll be same spot on the website right under that fan vote tab. Um, And we will update it to have the new poll. So we're excited for it. I'm I want now I want to see now that things are narrowed down, how things can change. Because some of the people that may have been at the top might change, you know, now some of the guys that were, you know, the bottom you know five of the top 20 it could they could swing now because it's a it's a narrowed down choice especially at the two-wheel drives you go from 200 of them down to 20 things are guaranteed to change yep and votes don't carry over so everybody starts to square one exactly so if you found out pullers if you found out that you got accepted and made the top 20 now is when you start putting on the full court breast now is when you take to the airwaves Call all your friends that you haven't talked to in six months because you're busy working on a tractor. Whatever. It's time to revive those relationships because you need to be selfish and you need their votes. Yep. Speaking of um, uh, Brent, speaking of the Gordyville Pick'em, did oh, we announce no. a winner? I haven't had time to get to that yet. I'm more even looked at it. Day, there was no time for me to not all about it. Update that. So I will. I'll work on that this week. Um, we can announce I, it. I know I got one of a one class. I got one. I don't remember I anything else. I even find. Um, so and it's not Gordyville. It's Midwest Winter Nationals. Roos, come on, man. Yeah. I screwed it up once in 847 times that I have said Chipsawana or the Midwest Winter Nationals over the past week. Cut me a break. Guess guess what I screwed up. Somebody needs a nap. 
Hank, so somebody needs his voice back and his beard back. I just Guess what? I screwed up all weekend long, and no one corrected me until all six sessions was over. Bunkelmans come from Athens, Wisconsin, not Athens, Wisconsin. It's oh. Athens, not Athens. I thought uh, Zola told you that. No. Oh, because he, he turned to you me. Sure you, 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 Athens, you just weren't right? listening? So, yeah, so the Bunkelman family, they're the ones that told me, uh, by the way, we, we, we pronounce it Athens, not Athens. It's like, well, why did you tell me after Jim had already pulled like six times this weekend? But I'm surprised that they uh, they could even hear me after all the fireball they consumed. I was going to say, alcohol may have been a factor. Yes. But, uh, <clears throat> and one Bunkelman family member did not make it to ship Shawana. She's with us now. She is, I know. Danielle, how you feeling? As if I expect her to leap onto the screen and tell me. Right. That's okay. We do get facts wrong. We get we get things wrong all the time. We try not to, but it does happen. You guys want to hear something kind of cool that Paul just told me? What's that? Uh, Die Hard Deer, Travis Wildman. He just uh, committed to round two of voting. Late Another break. Now we got three. Another pro stock for you. So, see, as soon and this just goes to show you, as soon as we know something, and we yeah, we're giving you some teasers and stuff. But um, wait, yeah. was that the last one? We have no. three pro stocks that we're waiting on. Come on, pro stock people. Freaking get back to us. I know who two of them are. And Paul should know the other one. Really? Because those are the two that reached out to them. Yes. So we're slowly getting there. Yeah. And like I said, if they if you message us, we we've reached out to all of them. And if we if I get something in the middle of the night. I'll shoot it over to the little group chat and Brent's going to wake up first thing in the morning. And he's going to put it out there. So how's he going to go? Yeah. One more time. If he's a fast typer. Something like a freaking mouse. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, I got something new for you guys. You like farm toys? There's something I like new farm coming. toys. There's something new coming. I know it's cool. Sure is. I want one of both of them. That is sweet. I think <clears throat> the Joe Stocks directly through Joe Stock Douglas Pulling Team Facebook page. I believe they're still taking pre-orders. I don't. I, I think through next Monday, and then after that, it'll be whatever availability is. It's limited quantity too. Yeah. Two hundred fifty of each, I believe. Yes. Right. Yep. So get one now before you have to go to a farm toy show next year and buy one for a thousand bucks. This is true. Because that could happen. I was tempted. I was so tempted in the show. I one of the vendors had Redline Fever 2 Geisickers version so that I could put it right next to this one. And being a partial 1099 employee who hasn't done his taxes yet, I said, no, I'm gonna be smart and grow be an adult. 
What kind of fun is that? You should ask, you should ask Clint for a raise. <laughs> I, to be honest, I never even asked, actually asked him what I was going to get paid. I found out when I when I got it at two thirty in the morning Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I found out at about five o'clock in the morning. I was pleased. I was pleased. I'm good. I'm ready to come back if you'll have me. I was well asleep at two thirty and five o'clock in the morning. Brent was uh, the Saturday night war room pretty much typical of most post Gordyville war rooms. Shit, freaking yep. We went to bed at about six o'clock in the morning. Good grief! Friday night, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I was there for that. Night before was about two thirty in the morning. Wednesday night was like one o'clock. By the way, Amy Jo, I know she's probably not watching, but hopefully this gets back to her. She makes some kick-ass chili and some kick-ass spaghetti. Oh yeah, she does. Damn it. And and I guess on a personal note too, from from me and Leroy, thank you to Amy Jo for keeping us straight all weekend. We could not do what we do without her. She rocks, man. <clears throat> Good. Anybody right. got Or was that we wrapped up? Or do we need to stick on and drop some more names or should we just call it? I'm going to do whatever we need to. Has <laughs> anybody checked um, whatever county we were in um, this weekend? If they Has there been... LaGrange. Um, huh? LaGrange, LaGrange County. Have they uh, started rationing their fireballs since the Bunkelmans were there and... Jesus, uh, did you not have a hand in that? I didn't pay for it. If that's what you're asking, well, but you, I, you, I helped carry it out to the there. Truck. You go. So you, you know, you're the half dozen buckets of bad decisions because yep. they ran out. Yeah. On well, Friday, you'll have that on your bigger jobs. On the bigger jobs, yes. And Side I did that. Howard, the bush light gal. I said, you work. Uh, all the events here at the Mac. She said most of them. She was probably 95% of them. I said, "Are is there any event that sells as much alcohol as what this does? And she says, oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> you guys. One, tra one, trailer, one trailer did go dry. She said, you guys are above and beyond any other event that we have here. Well, you want to get dehydrated, but. Um, we are outstanding in our field. While we're on it, just another thing about the crew at the Mech. Um, you just can't say enough good about that place. That place is phenomenal. Um, from the concessions to just the, the fact that you don't have to bundle up in layers to watch this, like maybe we have done in the past. Um, just a great, great facility. Dennis and Travis do a great job. Dirt's already outside. Yep, it's already it's out. <laughs> being stored, ready to be put back in into March for the NTPA Winter Nationals. Yep. They'll have her tarped up soon if it's not already. Polly, what was the uh, what was the pretzel count? Huh. You're not gonna believe this. Zero. I didn't have any pretzels at the facility. I had pretzels outside of the facility. But I did not have any pretzels in the facility. Every time I'd go, I'm like, okay, I'll just come back. I'll come back. Those ladies, they had. I don't. I wouldn't want to arm wrestle them. They were wrestling that dough. Those girls can roll out some pretzels, and they make it look easy. 
Um, but we did not, uh, we did not get any pretzels while I was there. I'd like I said, I had some in shit, but just not there. So, um, I made up for it in other ways. We'll just leave it at that. Leroy, do you remember the, the winning name? I don't. I don't remember Michael the winning somebody. name, but it was an online ticket. It was a pre-sale ticket. Yep. Yep. And um, they were going to give them a call to find out if they wanted the tractor or the cash. And usually we have that answer that night. And I don't know. I gave the – I actually thought I had lost the ticket because about a class and a half later, Tucker come up to me and he's like, hey – What'd you do with that ticket that you read off that you drew out? I'm like, I don't know. I thought I gave it to you. He was like, you didn't give it to me. <laughs> and so yeah. I started my front pant pocket, my back pant pocket. And then when I reached in my hoodie uh, pocket here in the middle, I pulled it out. I'm like, oh, look what I found. He's like, man, he goes, we thought that we had lost that. We thought we were going to have to draw another name. So yeah. anyway, I think I mean, that they were going to contact him yet that night to find out if they wanted the tractor or the cash and never did find out. Yeah. I, we did that drawing about 10 after 10 and, and uh, the, the pin on the grenade got pulled at 11. And after that, we were kind of, I would say a little on autopilot and yeah, I, sorry, we dropped the ball on that, but uh, yeah. Go, uh, go up to John's comment up there, Charles. I, I can get on board with that. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. All about that. Yeah, let us let us know when. Yep, you know how to get a hold of us, and if we can slot it in and make it work, you bet. Are we driving or flying? That'd be a really fun road trip. I'm just saying. I can't afford to take two weeks off. <laughs> you haven't rode with Ryan. <laughs> oh yes, that yes, that was a thing. Um, well, it's it, yeah. Okay, are we taking a road trip or are we just driving? Because if it's me or Ryan driving, it's going to be the same speed, warp speed. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Bruce, Remember supposed- Cannonball? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be there. It'll be fine. Yep. Bruce, you're supposed to check your messenger. I I know. I saw that come through. I, I'm not sure what it was. I'm almost terrified to look. I don't. I don't know what it is. I was just told by the boss. Mm-hmm. A um, couple things before we put the ribbon and bow on the show. Uh, obviously, Ocala's coming up soon, but uh, we just got done with the one what's smoking show. <clears throat> I want to remind everybody that the first weekend, there we go, the coin. That's what I was going to talk about. First weekend in March, another what's smoking show in conjunction with Brad Holzauer, the track at Holzauer. Uh, putting on the Southern Illinois Indoor Nationals down there at the uh, DeCoin, Illinois, with the mini rods, two-wheel drive trucks, 85 limiter pros, 95 limiter pros, um, 58 mods, and the light super stocks. Um, two tracks, three sessions over two days, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. Um, although I was worn out after uh, Midwest Winter Nationals, <clears throat> By Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, I was already counting the days to the coin. That's going to be another kick-ass show. Yipper. And uh, talked to Bruce and Tyler Slaw this weekend. They were at uh, Ship Shawana. They're in. They're in for the coin. I, I told Bruce kind of tongue-in-cheek when, we when I was leaving on Saturday, see you in the coin. And he uh, hesitated a little bit. He's like, yeah. He goes, you'll see us there. So, good deal. 
Awesome. Yeah. All right. Are we good to go? I think so. I'll play a couple things to uh, run us out the back door and uh, okay. see you next week. Watch the Facebook page. We'll be bringing you some information soon. Yep. See you guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Good night.